It's about showing we care about the little things in our spouse's life. That's, that's what it's exposing is how much are we caring and interested. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And this week we want to talk about the bird test. <laughs> Not to be confused with the bird dance. <laughs> okay, okay. All oh, right, the bird dance. I'm like, what are you talking about? But right, right, right. There is that bird dance. No, no, we are going to talk about the bird. It's going to make sense here in in a little bit when, when we go to unpack Yeah, and we're not it. really talking about the bird test. No, no, or no, the dance. not at all. What we really want to talk about is how we respond when our spouse or even our kids like make an attempt to connect with us. And then like, do we tend to turn towards them or do we tend to turn away from them? And if you're on social media, then I'm, this is where like, we're sure that you have heard about the bird test. And if you haven't, well, you know what? We will fill you in on what that is a little bit later. Anyways, anyways, we'll, we'll get to the bird test. <laughs> it gets me uh, when we get talking about the bird test. It, it uh, You'll see why I'm always like, well, I don't know. Anyways, anyways, you came across a fun quote by... Oh, well, interesting. I wouldn't call it fun, okay. but yeah. An interesting quote, yeah, by Shakespeare. And, and the quote is, nothing is good, nothing is bad, thinking makes it so. And so why, yeah, help us understand. Why do you find that interesting? Well, first, Kate, that, there's that quote, which kind of just, I don't know, pinged my ear. as like, oh, interesting. Then uh, a little while ago, I'd heard this story. It's, it's um, I don't know, I guess it's a fable, you know, a story to, to teach a lesson or whatever. But it was about this king and he has a best friend and they do everything together. Right. And they go on this hum- hunting trip and the friend passes the king um, this gun and it accidentally goes off and it actually takes the king's thumb off. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) And so the king was really upset and throws his friend in jail and a year goes by. Then the king goes out hunting again with a different party and they get captured by these cannibals. And this tribe felt that it was bad to eat someone who was missing a finger or no, to a be limb. Clear, we think it's bad all the time. To eat, Again, it's so. a fable. <laughs> um, and so they didn't eat the king. They released okay. him because right. they thought it would be bad to eat him. Again, you shouldn't be eating anyway. Right, right. But then the king goes back and he takes his friend out of jail and, and he uh, he says like, sorry, I threw you in jail. And all along, oh, I forgot to say this. As I'm not good at telling fables. The, the friend had been saying, this is good. This right. is good. So the king's thumb accidentally gets blown off and the friend goes oh it's okay this is good and then he goes to jail and the friend goes oh it's okay this is good and so then the moral of the story is in the end because the king's thumb was missing and the friend was in jail they both were spared from being eaten by this cannibals because of these difficult events that had happened along the way right and so both of them just I don't know. They made me pause and think a little bit because at first glance, both of those can seem like really great stories Mm. if you're not really paying attention. But then when you think more about it, there is also such a thing as toxic optimism, right? right? Just that refusal to see the negative in a Mm. situation where it becomes toxic because you're not, you're ignoring the red flags or you're not seeing the red flags or you're not actually doing what you're called to do. Right. 
because you just want to be optimistic, yeah. right? Come on, we're going. Yeah, you just want to see the best. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so that can get really dangerous, especially when it comes to relationships hmm. um, and just how we process life and the decisions that we make. But I don't know, it just as I processed it, I guess the conclusion that I came to was being realistic and acknowledging the good and the bad in the situation is actually really important, mm-hmm. right? And, and I get the power of seeing everything that happens in life as this learning experience, mm-hmm. but I also feel like we need to validate when something bad does happen. Happen. That, that doesn't mean that we can't learn from it. And in fact, we actually should be learning from it. Right. But calling something that's bad good I don't know, it just, it seems wrong. It just kind of yeah. messes with the mind a little bit. But again, in saying that, we, we do trust that God can use everything, even the trials right. and the hard things. You know, everything in our life that happens, he can use it for good. Mm-hmm. It's just that concept of that sort of, yeah, again, I, I'd almost call it toxic optimism. Mm. And and then with the Shakespeare, it's a little bit different. It's not just the the, you know, everything's good. It's... It's saying that our our minds have the total power over whether we decide if something's good or bad. And it's like, well, not really. God decided what right. things are good and what things are bad. Yeah. And so, again, just really critically thinking and processing mm-hmm. these things as it comes our way. And so, I don't know. What do, yeah. what do you think about those things? Well, I think <clears throat> the thing that really stands out to me as you're sharing is just the the willingness to whether it's good or whether it's bad, to ask ourselves, what can I learn from this? How can I grow in, if it's a relationship thing, how can I grow in this relationship? Uh, How can I grow more spiritually? How can I grow closer to God? I think those are the questions, no matter what we're walking through and and handling and facing, those are those questions, I think, which will help us acknowledge, okay, here is the bad in this situation. Because, you know, some situations are bad. Mm -hmm. Like it it just is. And, And can we acknowledge it? Here's the good in the situation. And some situations are all good. And, and can we learn from that as well? And then some situations are include bad and include good. And can we learn from those? So when I heard you kind of unpacking those things and even the quote itself, it's more of like, can we learn and and grow in all of these things? And I agree in terms of like, God can turn things around and use them for his good and use them for his glory. And do we have the faith to trust that? It might look different than the way that we wanted it to. And it might take longer than what we wanted to do. All these things. And, and you know what? We may not even get the answers <clears throat> in this Well, we live on this earth. That's the other side. But can we still have faith that God is using these stories for his good and to bring him honor and to bring him glory? And can we live our lives in that sense and in that Mm -hmm. light? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And to keep in mind that it will bring God glory. But it is also for our benefit, right? right? It's, it's even the hard things. It causes us to grow and be refined and just become more and more Christ-like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So a uh, little bit started off some deep, <laughs> yes, Those deep are Valerie's thinking. musings. There it is. Yeah. With Shakespeare's <laughs> quotes, Valerie's musings. Uh, we're, we're getting to know Valerie a little bit more here every every time on the podcast. It's yeah. wonderful. It's wonderful. All right. But today uh, we want to talk about what we do when our spouse, when our kids, or even our a friend makes an attempt for positive connection with us. You know, that positive attempt for connection, it's actually called 
making a bit a bid bid yes that's what like (laughs) if if we're to have a term for it right it's it's called making a bit bid why i keep saying bed making a bed (laughs) it is not making a bed (laughs) no i'm not sure why that that's happening all right but but when someone makes a bid the other person can we can either turn towards the person and accept the bit bid or we can turn (laughs) away from the person and reject the bid that's right there's two options here for us yeah and the Gottman Institute, they did some research on this with newlyweds, and they specifically focused on the importance of turning towards each other, Mm -hmm. right? And so six years following the wedding day, the couples that stayed married turned towards one another 86% of the time. Hmm. That's pretty good, right? Couples that divorced, they averaged only 33% of the time to turn towards each other. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. It is. Right? Yeah. Turning towards our spouse, turning towards our kids or a friend, any relationship, it has a really big impact. Mm-hmm. Now, the research is not saying couples get divorced because they didn't turn towards each other, right. but you have to think that, you know, it has something to do with that, it, right. that lack of care and attention. Yeah. And with that drift, yeah, yeah. right, just happens in the relationship. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think we can relate to that in our own lives, right? Like when, now that we know about these things and are paying attention to them, I mean, even right before we jumped on the podcast, you made lunch <laughs> and you're like, we finish lunch and you're like, how was lunch? And like right away, I'm like, oh man. In my, so I go, in my head, I said it was really good and <laughs> it tasted awesome and thank you. And you're like, yeah, that's a failed bid uh, right there. Right. And, and so, you know, and, and we laugh now and learn, but there was times in our relationship where that would just really hurt and would oh, hit a sure. raw nerve because we had spent so much time turning away from those bids versus learning how to how to see them and now turn towards them. Yeah, and not them. take each other for granted. Right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> and not that, it, again, because it, it's kind of a, a narrow road, like always, yeah. not that we do things for that thank you, but again, making somebody food or whatever it yeah. is, that that is an attempt at a positive connection is trying to bless someone to connect. And so then for the other person to receive that and notice and say something, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just giving these things critically thinking through. And so we're (laughs) critically thinking through this topic of bids and turning towards or turning away and and what that does to a relationship. But I was thinking we should probably provide some definitions for some people, you know, some meanings to these words, turning towards, turning away bids, all, all these the language we've been using because you know what maybe not everybody is familiar with this and maybe they have a different definition you know we we've seen that before where you know you say a word and then you have one definition and the other person has another definition and so that can really make the conversation go off the rails or people get lost in those things that's right so let's uh let's provide some definitions here today Sure. Well, bids, they are pretty much any time a person in a relationship seeks positive connection from their partner, whether that's through affection, affirmation, or just any kind of attention. So a bid could be asking your spouse to take out the trash, maybe baking cookies for them, or asking them for advice. They can be really complex and require effort, or they could be super simple. Right. 
So turning towards means to fully engage with a bid for connection from your spouse. Mm -hmm. And turning away means not responding to it. And essentially you're rejecting the bid and in essence, rejecting the person. Right, right, right. So turning towards or turning away, it does not always mean like in this physical sense, right? right? Like, like yeah. though it could be a physical thing, but it's more of are we engaging with the bid that's being made or are we not engaging? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so in successful relationships, turning towards, right, when the other person, you know, happily chats about the bird that you pointed out or takes out the trash or compliments those cookies or lunch yeah. <laughs> or gives... I did, I did right away after. I just want to be clear. I did say... And it was a wonderful lunch. Thank you so much for <laughs> Well, you're it. welcome. Or maybe gives advice, right? That happens more often than not, right? When, when that's happening, that positive turning towards that, that the Gottman Institute found that to be... Mm-hmm. The case. Right. All right. So we have mentioned the bird test uh, a few times already here. And and I mean, we just said it again. So what, what's the bird? Maybe not everyone is familiar with the bird test. What? Let, let's <laughs> let's share. Let's share it. What, yes. What's the bird test? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's... Let the bird out of the cage. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Do you have any more you want to say? I had another one, but I'll, I'll just give it to the bird. Okay. So it's something that's been going around on TikTok. TikTok. Now I can't talk. Um, and Instagram. And we're probably really late to the game. I'm sure this has been around for a long time. We're not very techie people. Yeah. Well, we don't even have TikTok. No. We've no. just come across this. We've come across it. And yeah. so I, it's probably old news. But anyways, it was yeah. new news to yeah. us. Everyone's probably like, why are they <laughs> describing it like it's new? We all know it. <laughs> But in, in the most literal sense, the bird test is when you point out a bird to your significant other and then you observe how they react. Right. That's why. Well, that that's is the bird test. Why it's called a test. You're, you're <laughs> seeing how they react to it. That's right. So if they engage with what you said, for example, if they asked where or maybe they just wanted to know more about why you're interested in yeah. the bird. Yeah, they come running to the window. Right, yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of thing. There's a good chance you're in a strong, long-lasting relationship, according to the proponents of the test. <laughs> right. If the other person doesn't seem to care about the bird or makes no effort to engage with your interest in it, the relationship is supposedly less healthy. So that's the test, and that's went went viral on tiktok right. and all that stuff yeah, that's but how it, you say it right that's what the kids say it's viral i, no, I think so <laughs> man we're getting old uh, but we don't recommend doing it if you're not uh, able to have a healthy conversation after regardless of the test results yeah, yeah well we would also say like you know please do not do this test to start an argument just because you heard it here <laughs> on marriage talk and so you're like okay i'm gonna do a test here tonight and, pop quiz yeah pop quiz on <laughs> on on the relationship please let, let's not do that you know it, it is just an interesting thing that we came across and it really fits into this bids conversation that we're talking about and that's why we're sharing it it can be a lot of fun i just i would not put a lot of stock into it if like i said hey valerie there's a blue jay and then like you didn't come running over i love blue jays so like that's why i said blue jay and it's a bird yeah Anyways, anyways, it's it could be a lot of fun, but well, probably only if you pass or your spouse passes would be the fun. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, then it might be like, ooh, that kind of hurts. 
True. Yeah. But you Anyways. know what? The point is don't base the health of your, your relationship solely right. on the bird test. Okay. <laughs> That's the point we're trying to get at here. Right. And if you do decide to do it, use it with caution and use it as a springboard to a healthy conversation. Because right. chances are you might already feel like you know what your spouse is going to mm. respond with. Again, it could be a springboard to a really healthy, honest conversation right. as long as it's approached well. Right. So, yeah. You know, yeah. here's another thing we could do. I always love doing case studies on myself. We could also just do a case study on ourselves, right? And and we can see how often that we would turn towards our spouse when they make a bid for a positive connection. So not only like trying to get them on the test and then like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to run this bird test. Why don't we just run the bird test on ourselves and, and start watching for these things and then see, like, do I initiate on all of them? Yeah. And anyway, a case study. I love case studies. I love doing them on myself. So yeah. I think and actually, that's a great idea to start with ourselves because then if we notice, you know what, we don't respond yeah. all as much as we thought we did, yeah. we might have a little bit more empathy for our spouse if they don't always it's respond true. the it's way true. that we hope that they would. And again, th this isn't about the birds, right? It's about <laughs> showing we care about the little things in our spouse's life. Mm -hmm. That's That's what it's exposing is how much are we caring and interested. Right. Now, there is some research that's out there on this whole bid concept and really in turning towards and turning away and how we can actually turn towards somebody when they make that bid. And there's some really practical hands-on advice that the research is showing about. And so let's let's go through those today. So if someone, uh, you know, whether it be our spouse, whether it be a kid, any relationship, if somebody makes a bid, how can we... How can we turn towards them? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, actually, the number one tip from the Gottman Institute uh, in turning towards your partner so bids successfully is to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one seems obvious, right? right? But uh, unfortunately, like, this is sometimes harder to put into action than just say than saying it right like yeah oh, well, well our simple lunchtime example oh. right well you were busy distracted I was I was cleaning up. I was putting my plate away. That's when you... Anyways. Yeah, whatever it was. I'm not um, making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> we were quickly eating and cleaning so we could get to recording the podcast. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But again, it distracted, not paying attention. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because paying attention really helps us to identify those bids and then to understand it, right? It's understanding that a bid was first of all made right. and then what that bid is really all about. And, and again, it is about showing our spouse or our kids or our friend that we care about them and those little things in their life or the little things that, you know, brought them joy or excitement or, right, whatever it is. Right, right. and the research is, is also saying to for, for couples to have an honest discussion about how you both make bids and how we both receive and, and or how we respond right so yeah. it's one's making the bid and, and then how we respond and and I, I even think like even before that conversation I think this is where that case study that we referred to earlier would be really really helpful not the the bird test like it could be <laughs> you can fun. do that too but yeah you, you can do that too uh, I just I just get cautious like if someone just put so much stock on just that one test because that's mm -hmm. what 
why it went viral and all those things. So anyways, anyways, I'll, I'll move on. But, but I, I just, I think this is where that, that personal study, the personal case study, and then, you know, that way we're able to help identify and even be able to define what we consider to be a bid. And again, this is not just physical, but I mean like the little bids as the definition was saying that that you referred to earlier. And I think this will help lead to a healthy, honest conversation. And then I believe that that will lead to greater understanding for both people within that relationship when we can come with, this is what a bid means to me or this is what it looks like for me and and this is how it gets received i just think that would be a really good thing to have processed before that conversation because because here's the thing understanding what we and our spouse considers a bid it will make it easier to recognize it the next time that it happens, right? Like the next time they make the bid, we'll be like, oh wait, right, that's what they said because now I've understood the way they defined it. Because it might just be that we're missing each other. It's not that we don't care about our spouse, it's just that we define what a bid looks like differently. And so if we can just bring that understanding together, it just might help kind of, help each other to turn towards each other more than to turn away or to miss it. Yeah, for sure. Research also suggested to make the word bids part of our conversations and maybe even name our bids towards one another, right? One, (laughs) yeah, I did. One therapist uh, even said, it's okay to say, I'm making a bid for attention Mm -hmm. and connection right now. Look at you applying what (laughs) what we were learning here. (laughs) I know. I'm on the ball. I'm a good student. And you know what? I I think that this is especially helpful if we're trying to figure this out as a couple and really grow in this area. Because again, we might just be missing each other. Mm -hmm. And it can be helpful to just call it out if our spouse isn't sure. Mm. Right? And then we have to be willing to engage. Yeah. And I think a huge barrier for a lot of us, and this is me included, oh, it's that I'm selfish, hmm. right? We're selfish. We're selfish people. And that can be really hard to hear. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know what? At, at times, it, it's just true. Yeah, I can raise my hand there, unfortunately. Yeah. Or, or maybe we're busy with our own thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to disengage from that and then engage with our spouse or our kids at that time, right? Or maybe we're just hurting. Maybe mm-hmm. we feel like we do turn towards our spouse or kids a lot, but that they ignore or miss our bids. And we're tired of that. And then we begin to just kind of ignore the bids and turn away ourselves, mm-hmm. Right. And so this again is we're an honest conversation and then coming up with a plan is really going to help. Right. Right. So, so what would that look like? And when I say the word that, like, what does a plan look like? Help, help. Yeah. Give us some thoughts on tangible things for a plan. Yeah. And it could look different for a lot of people. I think the main thing is to, to process for you and for your spouse to maybe sit down and go through what does turning towards mm. look like? What does turning away look like? Mm. Right? And mm-hmm. then agreeing. Agree to hold each other accountable. Right? Like to, to say without being offended, 
you know what? That was a bid that that you missed there, right? right? Or like I said, a failed bid. Yeah, <laughs> I don't well, know you what. Said, the- <laughs> yeah, you definitely called me out on a failed bid. Yes, not just a. But there I- was an attempt. <laughs> Such softer language of what you're using here than. <laughs> Yeah, you failed. Yeah. <laughs> Great big X for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's that game show where it's like, meh, like the big X comes, Family Feud. There it oh, is. Okay, yeah, there yeah. you the go. The big X comes across. Anyways, we are probably totally just distracted everybody. <laughs> We're talking about a plan. What is Yes, plan? <laughs> yes. Agreeing to hold each other accountable and uh, also agreeing to make our bids clear so that mm. our spouse understands it. Yep. Again, if it's just we're missing each other, what would make it clear for you guys as a couple? Yeah. And if this is something new, we may have to make it clear a few times over, yeah. right? Like, like, let's not get hurt by that as long as our spouse is like making an effort and wanting to take steps forward. It's just, this might just not be one of those one and done kind of things. This may be a ongoing conversation because it's a new muscle that you're trying to incorporate into the relationship that we really think is is super valuable. Like mm-hmm. to, to turn towards our spouse when they make a bid, our children, like, like it's going to strengthen that relationship. It just, you just might have to do this a few times. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need some training for sure. Yeah. 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 Another thing that can help is agreeing to put away distractions so that we can engage, right? Some, some families have, you know, a few hours in the evening where cell phones are put away, right? They, they're put in a whole nother room. So you don't hear the buzz or the whatever. Yeah. And then you have, you know, that three hour break or fast or whatever you want to call it, where you can actually engage with the people in the home or do other things. And, and it can be any length. You said three hours. Yeah, but, that's just an example yeah, right. of what some people do. Right. But again, it, it's it's putting away or dealing with minimizing the distractions so we're available, right, to, to see those bids and then to engage, right? And then ag- agreeing to intentionally make an effort to turn towards mm-hmm. each other, right? Because if we're not intentional, chances are it's not going to happen if yep. it's not already happening. So right. yep. it's that intentionality. So good. So good. that's a great plan. Uh, and I want to, as we begin to wrap up here, I want to say this, that, that the research is also showing, and this is what the research has also found that whether it be with a friend, a family member, or a romantic partner, something as simple as asking where uh, after they point to a bird outside can be a sign that you truly care, right? Or whatever that bid might be. I know we keep bringing it back to the bird test, but like that's also a tangible thing of like, oh wait, like if my spouse were to do, you know what? There's a case study right there. Like as you're listening to marriage talk here, like if your spouse were to say, hey, there's a blue jay in the tree across the street or hey, there's a blue jay in our backyard or whatever, would you be like, oh wow, like where? Or would you not care and maybe you just don't like birds and yeah or but, to but make it, it in another context what if your spouse was like hey the what's the sports team the, come on no i'm just gonna <laughs> let you hang here let's see if you can, like there's a all ton of the sport. names have no. left my head the raptors the raptors okay at least you picked the only one nba <laughs> team in canada so good, good job no i'll give you credit there yeah yeah the but, raptors just won the basketball game uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right and then would you like if if it's a wife thinking would you be like would you respond would you care right just whatever it is something that's maybe an interest for your spouse that's not an interest of your own yeah and they shared something how would you respond oh man 
So right, when we put it in another context. Oh, I feel like we may have just created some arguments uh, <laughs> for our listeners. Oh, no. Oh, it's too good. too good. Actually, that was a case study. So, no, that's, uh, would you, yeah, anyways. Yeah. anyways. So, as, like, hey, that's just a few thoughts here today on, on bids, a few thoughts about turning towards each other. And as always, we have some questions for us to be critically thinking through and to continue to critically think through this conversation and this topic of bids and turning towards each other. Uh, Valerie, why don't you share the questions with us today? Sure. Question number one, do you tend to turn towards or away from your spouse when they make an attempt for a positive connection or make that bid? Why do you turn towards or away when a bid is made? What would help you to turn towards your spouse or your kids when they make a bid? Thanks so much for listening and being part of Marriage Talk. And, you know, if you could leave a comment, uh, share the podcast with a friend, leave a rating, uh, all those things, we would truly appreciate that. It really helps to spread the word and get the word out about Marriage Talk so more people can find help and hope for their marriage and and we can speak into the lives of others just like yourself and and what you're doing and and listening. And thanks so much for that. So uh, once again, thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week. Bye. Hey, how's your marriage? Maybe you're doing great. Maybe you're feeling a bit disconnected or maybe you're really stuck. Wherever you're at, there's more. Thousands of couples have discovered more at a Family Life Canada weekend getaway marriage conference. It could be a new beginning, a restart with practical tools to keep on growing closer and deeper as a couple. We've got getaways coming up at six locations. Just click the pic on your screen right now to learn more or find the dates and discounts at FamilyLifeCanada.com. Your marriage is worth it.